What is up? You know, this week's episode is brought to you by Ranger Nutrition. Uh, Ranger Nutrition is a disabled veteran-owned company. Uh, they make all-natural sports nutrition products. Uh, they were founded by a retired Army Ranger uh, that was tired of bad sports nutrition products. Uh, as you know, most of them don't taste great. Uh, they might leave you feeling a little jittery, a little nauseous, uh, make your face tingle and shit. Uh, so he, along with a couple of his chemist buddies from Berkeley University, uh, set out to create supplements that not only taste good, uh, but are healthy for you. And they don't give you all those nasty, crazy side effects. Uh, they've developed everything from protein powder uh, that you don't need a shaker bottle to mix uh, to uh, weight loss supplements like Catalyst XT, uh, which works for about 95% of the people who take it. Uh, also, since uh, all these products are all natural, uh, this gives you the option to combine products to get even better results. Uh, the most popular combo, still to this day, the reigning champion, is the Swole Combo. Uh, this combo combines the Catalyst XT, the Nitro NO2, and the pre-workout drink Max Out. Uh, it will give you a pump you will regret tomorrow. That is no joke. Uh, but you can head to uh, rangernutrition.com uh, to find out more about all these products. Uh, once you decide to buy, go ahead and use promo code SMUGCAST at checkout uh, to get yourself 15% off your order. That's Ranger Nutrition, designed for fitness warriors. Uh, also, my easy company. Uh, if you're on the market for a care package uh, to send to a soldier overseas or an emergency services person right here in the States, uh, you can do that from their website. You can completely customize your care package. You pick out what you want in it, and they take care of the rest. You tell them who to send it to, and it all they take care of the rest. They do. That's all, that's all you got to do. Uh, but they do have a, a large number of products to choose from. Uh, so you can, like I said, you can choose them or you can click to fill it up. Uh, but either way, uh, once you decide to buy, uh, use promo code SMUGCAST at checkout uh, and get yourself uh, 10% off your order. Uh, that is uh, myeasyco.com. Uh, also, big shout out as always to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio and a bunch of other shit now. Uh, we love the hell out of them. And my phone just went off. That's a rookie move. Uh, but we've got to love those guys. That's Repo Records taking the music back. Uh, this week, uh, we had a phoner. Had a phone call come in from Josh Boyer. Uh, you can find him on uh, Instagram. It's my underscore backstory underscore. Uh, his website is hereismybackstory.com. Uh, super interesting guy. Um, we uh, glad he finally got to make got the call in. Uh, we meant to do this a long time ago, and we just life got in the way. Uh, but anyways, I hope you enjoy it. And with that, this is Smug Cash. My GPS is always stuck in the goddamn jungle. Come on. Right, welcome to this week's episode of Smugcast. I am AP. Uh, with me, as always, the BJ. Welcome to another exciting episode of Smugcast. That's right. We got a good one in store for you today, for sure. We got a got a very interesting uh, story for you. Um, we uh, we got hooked up with this gentleman uh, through uh, Scott Randolph. If you remember from a few months back, uh, he was from, Scott was from the uh, OnPointLifestyle.com. Uh, great dude, great interview. 
Um, he does, and uh, the guy we have on today, Josh Boyer. Uh, you can find him on Instagram. It's at my underscore backstory underscore. Uh, great story. Uh, he dives into it in the sh- in in this episode, man. I'm, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. I I was I, I was very I don't know, man. It was just cool to hear like his point on it, you know, his point of view on everything. It's very enamored. And it's also someone else from California um, who's kind of has their mind. You can see in different parts of the country where mindsets are a little different, um, but he's very motivated and he has some very great points about what we all, all go through with our everyday struggle about the grind and everything like that. And I think it's, it's, it's a change of pace what we've been doing. And that's why I love what we do. Cause it's done the same thing to each episode. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. It's great for your Monday morning motivation if you if you have that, and then definitely check him out. Look it up. I think it's it's a lot to look into. Absolutely, uh, you'll you'll hear all of his uh, all of his uh, social media stuff on here. Uh, also, have it in the show notes. I think I say that in the interview too. But uh, let's get into it, man. Let's see what happens. Uh, with us on the phone, uh, we have uh, Josh Boyer from uh, HereIsMyBackstory.com, uh, United States Air Force vet. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, uh, my underscore backstory underscore. Um, I'll put all this in the show notes, so if you guys listening want to find him, you'll be able to find him. But on the phone with us now, Mr. Boyer. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah. So how how, how what's the weather like out there? I'm sure it's way better than what it is here. Let's see, yesterday was 90, I think 91. And then uh, today, uh, I think it's going to be in the 80s, probably 85. I mean, it's miserable. Miserable October. <laughs> <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're, we're sitting at a cool 50 degrees right now with about 40-mile-an-hour winds. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it, yeah, it's the Midwest for you, man. Oh, man, the Midwest sucks in, this, in the winter. Yeah, for sure, I bet. But... Now, so anyway, man, uh, let's 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 get into it. I, I know we've kind of we've kind of pumped this up to a lot of people that have uh, that listen to the show, uh, and everybody's really kind of interested to hear you know your story and like how how all, how all this got started the the my backstory the you know like how how did all that start? So basically, what happened is uh, you know I got out of the military. Um, I was having some issues with my back. I didn't really know. You know, I didn't know what was what was wrong. I just kind of knew that there was something going on because I was having an issue walking. You know, I couldn't put my right foot in front of my left. And I was like, man, what's going on? I was really young, too. So I was like, man, I need to get this checked out. So I got an MRI done and had a, they were like, yeah, you have four herniated discs. So I completely, like, herniated. I don't know what the millimeters or, you know, how big the herniations were, but they were pretty bad to the point where I couldn't feel my feet, and it, it was bad. So. Oh, man. I had a uh, had surgery. Um, it was 23 years old. I had my first back surgery. Um, they messed up the first back surgery and had to do another one 15 days after the first. Whoa! And um, so I uh, so you know I stayed in the hospital and trying to recover. But when you cut into your back, you know that you know even even once you know you're you're ripping through muscles that have never previously been ripped through, obviously and it's hard to gain back that, that core strength. So oh, I, bet. I think it becomes like a little, yeah, it's like a little, uh, the instability, you know, causes a lot of other issues and, and whatever. So anyway, how, how did I they having a back surgery? With that. Let me ask you, how, how did they screw up the first one? How do you screw up a back surgery? So I think, uh, what happened is they were looking at an MRI report. Um, that was, uh, I think I want to say it was like three months old. 
And I told the doctor, I was like, listen, like, I've been installing elevators and doing all kinds of other stuff, um, you know, the last however many, you know, three months or whatever it was. I'm sure there's, like, more damage, like, than what was previously there three months ago. He's like, nah, this is fine. This is fine. Oh, so wow. he didn't do like a an up to date MRI. So I think what happened is um, I had an appointment with a neurosurgeon. Um, I didn't turn in some paperwork I was supposed to turn in. I thought that I could just bring it. To, I, I filled it out, but I thought it was you know one of those things you just bring to the appointment with you. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I guess I was supposed to turn it in two weeks before, so they canceled my appointment. And at this point, man, I'm in like excruciating pain. So I just found, I just went to my chiropractor. Like, man, I need a doctor. Like, I, I can't wait to see, because it was like, going to be another month to see this neurosurgeon. Oh, geez. And um, so when I went to see this orthopedic surgeon, um, to be honest with you, man, I think it was out of his league. I think it was one of those things where it's like, he should not have been doing that operation. Oh, geez. But wow. <laughs> that, that's, that's what these guys get paid to do. And um, so he's like, you know, screw it. You know, so he opened me up and, you know, and I don't, I don't know exactly or, you know, with certainty that, yeah, you know, he was out of his league. He should have never, I mean, I don't know all the, the ins and the outs of it. I just know from reading the operating reports or the operations report, um, it looked like that, yeah, maybe this was not uh, a surgery he should have undertaken. So when he opened me up, uh, they, you know, he left some things in there that he shouldn't have, and I was having more issues. I went back into the hospital. I was like, man, I had, I had a headache, like, that was out of this world. I had never experienced I'm like, and so I would start doing, like, you know, deductive reasoning. Like, dude, how do I have a headache? I'm taking narcotics right now. Like, how is my head hurting? Oh, geez. And uh, trying to, you know, trying to figure it out. So I go to the hospital, and they were like, yeah, you have spinal meningitis. And, I mean, it was a mess. Holy yeah. shit. Um, yeah. So they did a spinal tap while I was in the, the OR. And as you can imagine, I just had back surgery. So, you know, you have to hold your knees to your chest. You know, and, and the incisions, like, I could feel it, like, ripping, you know? And oh. it, it was just brutal, man. The whole, it, like, gives me chills even thinking about going, yeah. going back there. But, uh, so, yeah, they did the spinal tap, um, and we're like, yeah, you have meningitis. I never really got a, a clear answer on that. They're like, did I, did I not? But either way, they did another surgery uh, 15 days later, and this time it was the actual neurosurgeon that I was supposed to see in the first place. He's the one that came in and did the surgery. Oh, good. So, yeah, so they did that, and then it just seemed like every year after that, man, I just kept having uh, another back surgery, another back, because I, I would just go back to work. I'd have surgery, I would recover, go back to work, have surgery, go back to work. Have, and, you know, it's like, it just was a, a process, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and so after this last, so last June, um, I had another, I had my sixth back surgery, oh, and I was like, man, this is, I, I wasn't looking forward to it. I was kind of discouraged. It had been about five years between my fifth back surgery and my, or eight years between my fifth uh, back surgery and this, this last one I just had. So I was like, man, eight years is a long time. I did pretty well. I was taking care of my body. I was kind of like doing some things. I got off all of my drugs. Oh, good. I wasn't taking any pain pills. I wasn't taking anything. I was just doing everything all natural. And, um, so I kind of, that's what kind of birthed this whole idea of my backstory. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to show other veterans and other people in general that there's literally nothing you can't do if you just if you just set your mind to something you can do anything. And a lot of people think that 
you know, like, oh, yeah, I need to take this pill because I'm in pain. I need to take this pill for whatever reason, you know. And at the end of the day, you're just treating a symptom. You're not really treating the core of the problem. Oh, for sure. And, um, yeah, so I kind of wanted to I wanted to prove also not just to other people, but to myself, you know, that I could do this um, this whole recovery without any without the use of any pain pills whatsoever. Oh, and um, so that's, that's, that's an, what that I seems did like an, that seems like an undertaking in itself. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, and part, people ask me, you know, like how did you do that? Like, what was like what was your mindset? Like, how like what? I mean, part of it was. Um, you know, me just kind of like practicing Zen meditation and doing some other things. But a lot, a lot of it, to be honest with you, man, is just, I'm just a stubborn, hey, can I cuss on here? Is that? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so a lot of it is I'm just a stubborn asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just refuse to like, um, to back down, you know, and that, that's where a lot of it came from. So like when I had the surgery, it was a, it was a 12 hour operation, you know, they had to go through and, Oh my God. Uh, break my, you know, break the old fusion, take out the old hardware, um, temporarily closed me up from the, from the back and then flipped me over on the, my, uh, my back, open my stomach. They put in, um, three wedges, uh, in between three different spaces in my vertebra to give me like a curvature in my spine, cage that up, sewed me back up, flipped me over and then re reopened my back and then, uh, inserted new hardware. So, um, yeah, it was a 12 hour ordeal. Um, and it was probably, yeah, it definitely was the most pain I've ever experienced, man. It was, oh, yeah. It was, it was really brutal. Yeah. So what's... what's So in the hospital... Yeah, go ahead. What's, uh, what's that like coming out of that 12 hours being under anesthesia? You know, man, I every time... I try to explain it. Me and my wife was asking me the same thing. And for me, I think it's... it's uh, I feel like I'm in a dream world. You know, like nothing is really... You can't really differentiate what's real and what's not. You're kind of... You're just, yeah, so I'm just like in a fog, you know? I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. I don't know what's real and what's not. It, t- it takes me a while, to be honest with you, especially after this last one. It took me a while to get rid of, I don't know if you, you know, call it medicine head or yeah. whatever, but I just felt like just kind of like a space cadet. I was just out of it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like on a permanent, like, I don't know, trip or something like that. Like, I, I did a bunch of trucks and I'm not coming back. <laughs> um, yeah. So, how did, so that's kind of how it felt. Like how did you how did you originally hurt it? Mm, you know what? That's a good question, man. That's a, that's another question I get a lot. Like, what was the initial injury? And to be honest with you, man, I don't know. Really, I don't know what it was. I was a cop in the I was a cop in the Air Force, and you know, you're standing on gates for you know hours on end. Um, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, whatever hours. You're you're carrying. You know, you have a bulletproof vest. You have all your ammo on you and stuff like that. And the, you know, the, the you wear combat boots and. It's kind of, you know, for most people, I think that that's not an issue. You know what I mean? Especially for young guys and girls. It's like, that's yeah. not an issue, man. It's not really gay. Who cares, you know? Yeah. But I think for me, I, I think there, there possibly was, could have been like some congenital issues to begin with that weren't making the, the weren't making it any easier for my back. You know what I mean? I think there were some issues that maybe, maybe I could have been born with some, some things, you know, and then I just didn't have the, I just had a bad back. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of that too was I wasn't doing the right stuff. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, uh, my body, you know, posture and mechanics, like none of that stuff was right. I mean, I tried to muscle my way through everything. Like if I was in pain or if I was hurting, ah, you know, I was like, just fuck it, man. Just keep, keep pressing on, you know? And, and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the right stuff to do. And you know, it's, it's like everything, man. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You look, if I knew then what I know now, I definitely wouldn't be in the position that I'm in, you know? Oh yeah, for sure, but man. 
here we are, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so after I had that, that last back surgery, the sixth one, or when I knew I was going to have it is when I decided that I was going to start this whole, it started off, uh, I called it Fuse to Fit, and then, you know, it just sounded right to change the name to, to my backstory because it's like everyone has a backstory, you know what I mean? That, oh, the yeah. backstory of how they got to where they are. And I thought it was kind of fitting because it was about my back as well. So, <laughs> no, I know. Uh, it's, it's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. So I changed it to my backstory. And it was kind of like my, my goal, my mission is to like inspire as many people as I can to like, whether it be to get off of drugs, whether it be to just get into recovery. Because a lot of this stuff, man, is you get stuck in a rut. You get stuck in a mindset. You get stuck in a way of thinking of like, dude, I'm never going to be okay. This pain, pain's a motherfucker, man. It really it truly messes you up, you know, where mentally and emotionally and everything else. And when you're stuck in that state, it's very difficult to break out of it. Um, and for me, what it took was, uh, to be honest with you, man, hanging out with Scott is really where it all started oh, uh, yeah? for me in 2000. Yeah. Well, I grew up with Scott. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. I knew him in, um, I met him in like 95. I, I think I was like in junior high or, or just beginning high school or whatever. But, um, I've known him for, for a long time. And so, um, you know, I went through, a went through a divorce and just my life was in shambles. I was in, on every drug you could possibly imagine. I was just a mess, you know? And, and at the time, um, after I went through my divorce, I, I linked back up with Scott. We like reconnected and he was just on another level. He was tripping on like all kinds of like, uh, you know, self-help stuff and like whatever. And it's stuff that I had never been exposed to, you know? Oh yeah. And, uh, so he kind of got my, uh, helped me like refocus like where I needed to be. And, uh, he's like, man, you could do this, man. Just get off all this shit. You know, it's, it's going to ruin your life. <laughs> and, uh, I mean more than it already had. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I just, one day I just decided, man, I was like, I'm done. Um, and I quit everything cold Turkey. I just stopped everything. Oh, um, Jesus. You know, from the benzodiazepines to all the pain pills to the sleeping pills. I mean, every, I just quit everything. And so, uh, yeah, I had three seizures, you know, after, uh, from coming off everything cold Turkey, oh, I could have died. I mean, it could have been, could have been bad, but yeah, man, coming off, benzos, so tell the story. <laughs> coming off benzos, cold, cold Turkey is not a, not a easy feat. No, no, not at all. No, no, that was the hardest part. I think, man. Yeah. Um, and it's still a, it's still a struggle to this day, you know, because it's, it's one of those things where when you have when, number one, when you take all those drugs for so long, I mean, for me, it was like nine or 10 years. I was all this stuff. And then you take it out of your system completely. Um, it takes a long time for your brain to kind of rewire itself. Uh-huh. Um, and it takes a lot of like just mental fortitude to, to, to work through it because that becomes your new baseline. It becomes your new normal. You know what I mean? Oh, this, oh uh, absolutely. Yeah. The state of just being kind of zoned out or whatever. But um, yeah, so when I quit all that stuff and I knew I was going to have the surgery, I was kind of like, man, I'm going to go back down that road if I'm not careful. And um so I just decided that no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, be drug free and do this recovery um, drug free. And it was the second surgery. Um, I had another uh, operation before that. Uh, I was on my knees and stuff like that that I did without pain pills as well. Yeah. And um, so I knew that I could do it. I just wasn't sure. Like, oh man, this is like going to be a major operation. Like, I don't know if I'm getting myself, you know, in too deep. But. Um, so I did it, man, and I, uh, I I still have the bottles that they sent me home with that are, still have the seals on them and everything with the, the Oxycontin and the uh, Valium and everything else they gave me. Oh, wow. Um, 
Yeah, so I keep them with me, man, just as a reminder. Just oh, yeah. Like, no, I got this. I'm good. I mean, did yeah. you? I mean, did you? Did you even think about like you know like cannabis or CBD or anything like that? You mean? Yeah. So I didn't know. Uh, I didn't really know what CBD was. Yeah. You know? um, I I had heard kind of a little bit about it before that uh, before my surgery. Um, and actually it was kind of serendipitous, man. There was a company called, uh, star spangled supplements. Uh-huh. And, uh, one of the guys that, one of the co-owners, uh, his name's Ad, um, Adam Allsworth, he hit me up like on social media before my back surgery. And, uh, just, you know, we were just talking business and whatever. And he hadn't launched the company yet. He was just telling me kind of what his ideas were. Yeah. And, um, and so I connected him with, with somebody I knew in the business world. And so, you know, they can, you know, uh, network and whatever, but, um, so we, we, he got in contact with me and that's the first I'd really heard about CBD. And, uh, so yeah, man, he sent me a bottle of it and I take it every day religiously. Oh, do you? Sure. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know anything about it and then I started taking it and it's, it's been a game changer, man. There's been a lot of times where if I don't take it, I see the difference. Like, oh, I can yeah. tell the difference because I've been taking it for quite a while. And, um, it's a game changer for me. And I think that if a lot of people start educating them, themselves on it, cause there's a lot of people in the recovery movement, um, that are kind of on the fence about it where it's like, uh, you know, I'm, I've been off all these drugs. I don't really want to take CBD. Um, but CBD doesn't, there, I mean, there may be a trace amount of THC, but it's so small that it's not even, it would never come up on a drug test. I mean, guys in the military are taking it law enforcement, whatever they're all taking. And none of these guys are popping positive drug tests, you know, because the, the amount is so small that it doesn't, it's not traceable. Yeah. It's like, point, um, I think it's like 0.03% or something like that. Or lower. I mean, depending on, so the thing that, that I really liked about uh, the star spangled supplements was that it's third party tested. So basically what he does is like when he gets, when he makes the CBD, they extract it all or whatever, they send it out to a lab. I want to say the lab is back East, but they, they send it to a lab and they test it to see like what's inside of it. Because sometimes when you're, you're getting like, um, you know, a CBD isolate or whatever, you, 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 have, you run the risk of, you don't know what the extracting process was. Yeah. And so there could be other, um, there could be other products in there that could be detrimental to your health. That could be, you know, there's there, I guess there were some issues where some CBD companies were making CBD and they had a third party test and they're like, Dude, there's cocaine in these bottles. <laughs> um, that's why was- some of the bats that they're, the bats they were making it in, whatever, had some other stuff. Like, I don't know how cocaine ends up in there, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure those people who got those bottles were flying high. Oh, yeah. Um, well, a couple yeah. MMA fighters got popped because they got supplements from a supplement company and they made two different kinds right. and yeah. then they got popped because of the vats weren't clean and thorough enough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it happens a lot, I guess. And that's, that's kind of one of the things that I, um, uh, I really like about the Star Spangled Supplements. And I know that when I get that product, like, I'm getting a good one. I'm getting one that's third party tested that is completely clean and free because at the end of the day, I mean, these guys are catering to, like I said, law enforcement, to military, to veterans. And these are all people that they're not interested in taking drugs. You know what I mean? And like, they can't afford to have a positive, like drug test, you know? Oh yeah. They can lose their careers over it. So, um, so, you know, like what you're getting is like a really good product. They take it extremely serious, uh, seriously. And, and I love it, man. I'm a huge proponent of it actually. Oh, good, man. Yeah, I, I wonder, you started, you started saying I did it without drugs, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I could do that. I'd have to have something. Yeah, yeah, no, so the CBD, I mean, as far as, I mean, that's not a drug, but I mean, I, I did it without any, um, 
I didn't start taking the CBD actually until uh, hmm, maybe like seven or eight months after my back surgery. Oh, so really? when I got home from the hospital, yeah, yeah. When I got home from the hospital, there was absolutely nothing in my system. Like I didn't take, and I I drank water. <laughs> oh wow. Um, yeah. So like I, they gave me, um, uh, I forget all the drugs they gave me, but you can take Tylenol, you can take uh, you know Advil, whatever. There were a couple days, um, I think maybe I don't know, maybe two or three months after my surgery, where I, I probably took like an Advil once, you know. Oh yeah. Um, but but yeah, but that was about it, man. It was pretty much just all just water and fortitude. That's oh it. wow, man! I couldn't. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I mean, I've I've had some surgeries, but I can't even imagine the pain that would come out of a back surgery. No, it's it's uh it's pretty bad, man. But you know what? I think that um, I really truly believe. I know it's maybe cliche, but like you can't have a testament unless you've been tested. You know. Yeah. And I think that so many people, myself included, you know, like they just kind of go through life, flow through life, and they never really get a chance to see what they're made of. And um, you know, I wasn't some you know uh, special forces guy that got to get put to the ultimate test. I wasn't. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was tested when I was in the military and stuff like that, but it wasn't, I was never at a level where I was going to break, you yeah. know, where it's like, oh, this is going to break me. Um, maybe there's some guys that go through what I went through and, and yeah, it's, it's breakable for them. I just never got pushed to that level. So I'm, I'm always looking for ways to, to push myself to the, to the absolute limit. So it's like, how much can I possibly take? Like how much is it going to take for me to like hit my knees and just be completely broken? Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of, I think that's, I don't know if it's uh, I mean, it's just one of the traits that I believe that are important for a man. You got to know what you're made of. Oh and yeah. A lot of us are pushing, you know, you're pushing through things and uh, you know, you, whether it even be like working out, you know, you're working out or you're hiking or doing whatever it is you're doing. And a lot of people quit, you know, they, they start feeling like, Oh dude, like I can't go any further. I can't do anymore. And, I, and then they stop. It's like, dude, you're only, you're not even scratching the surface yet. Like your mind is what quits on you. It's not your body. Your body can, you know, I can keep going. It's the mind that quits first. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where I wanted to to harness in on that and, and prove to myself and other people that we can do anything. Yeah, that that was weird. Yeah, was that your phone or my phone? That was mine. Was it? Sorry, phone just somebody's phone just started ringing through. <clears throat> oh no! But no, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, there. You you really do have to you know you kind of got to find that point where you go okay well I can't go any further than this <laughs> you know yep. I mean it it, it, yeah. it is I mean your your body can withstand so much I mean we're we're not yep. we're not built very well to do the stuff that we do but it, it, your body can take some punishment man it's just I mean not I, for sure you know and I I think a lot of people have that problem of you know pushing themselves you know I mean I don't right. I don't quite understand it. I mean, because I've always been one that's kind of pushed myself to the limits, um, whether it be, you know, snowboarding or, you know, wakeboarding or, you know, something, you know, along those lines where, you know, you, you could technically die. But, you know, I've right. kind of always been that person and I've never I've never been able to understand people who just can't, you know, I mean, if it's right. work, working out, you know, working out till failure, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people can't do that. You know, what I mean, so you're, right. you're you're one of the. I'd say you're you're probably one of the few that can, and I'd say most people yep, who can, sure. most people who can end up being very successful. So, but uh, that's the that's the ultimate objective, man. I, I for me, it's more like I want to. 
instead of like sending a message, you know, I want to show that message instead of talking about it. I just want to kind of be about it. Yep. And I think more like for me, like the ultimate, like, um, I guess goal or thing that I'm trying to achieve is I, you know, I have four sons, you know, and I want to show my boys like what it's all about, you know? And I want like the loudest message to be like my example. Oh and, yeah, um, for sure, man. I, you know, I can tell, I can tell them until I'm blue in the face, you know, like this is how you do it. This is how you be a man, like whatever. But it's like, I can tell them all I want, but if I'm showing them, then it's a lot better. Cause I really do believe, man, that there's a lot of like, that's you know, like the pussification of America. <laughs> I mean, like there's so many people that just don't, they just don't want to push themselves, man. They don't, they want the easy way out every chance they get, you know? And like, there's a lot of like victim, like a victim mentality. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to live like that. And I definitely don't want my boys growing up like that. So for sure, man. I mean, they, kids, kids, you know, I've got, I've got two kids and I mean, they definitely, they, they pick up on more of what you do than what you say. For sure. You know, they, sometimes I mean, we forget that, you know, I definitely do anyway. I'm like, shit, I, I gotta be careful with what, you know, what I'm doing. Oh <laughs> what no. What I'm I, doing, Cause like they're watching me all the time, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I agree, man. They, I, you know, I'll, I'll lose track of it from time to time. You know, life gets in the way, you know, different things you're doing, but you know, and then, and then like, you'll have that one little moment where they do something and you go, you can't do that. You know? And then they just look at you and go, well, you did. Oh, right. well, shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. so, so what's, uh, so, so where do you go? Where do you go from here? You know what I mean? So I started the I started the, the my backstory and um, basically like my goal like I said was to like get the get the awareness out there and whatever and and to be honest with you man like I'm not really interested I'm not my focus is not on you know creating um, a company or products or whatever to to make a bunch of money my my goal and my like what I want to accomplish is to establish as many authentic like connections with people as I can. And in, in doing that, like the way that I want to do that is by networking, man, using my social media to network with other people. I started my own podcast. So I'm podcasting with, uh, with various people like that I'm reaching out to and saying like, Hey man, you want to be on the podcast? And these are all people that, that I'm kind of like, you know, that I've looked up to that have given me some inspiration. And then there's going to be other people that I just kind of like reach out to on a whim to be like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. And just like, like, you know, it was kind of serendipitous with you guys doing with Scott and then Scott told me about you guys and then it kind of all worked out. So I'm definitely going to want to have you guys on if you guys are interested. Yeah, for sure. And man. it's, um, it's kind of like, I don't really have a rhyme or a reason or, a uh, I, maybe that's, that's a bad thing for me right now to not have a clearly defined goal of what I'm trying to achieve. But my, I think the main thing that I'm really focused on right now is just getting the message out there, you know, that, that we're powerful beyond measure. And the way that I'm going to do that is, you know, I have my own website, you know, here's my backstory.com. I have my podcast. It's called the my backstory podcast. It's on iTunes and Google play. Um, and I'm just interviewing various people, man, talking about life, recovery, business, and hopefully, you know, even if it can just change one life, man, if it can, you know, reach out to one person that is struggling, whether it be with addiction, with recovery, with, you know, with just life in general, man, anybody that's struggling, it's like, if they can reach just one person. And for me, it's like, all right, then it's worth it, man. It's all good. You know, I, I did what I was meant to do. I just want to leave this place uh, better than I found it. That's it, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I think I wish, I wish a lot more people would think like that. I think we'd be to, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, we'd all be in a lot better yeah, spot not, right now. Well, I think a lot of people haven't, yeah, I'm not, uh, haven't gone through yeah, things. A lot of people haven't gone through things and then they haven't realized that. And that's the problem is because we're cut, we're cuddled in a little bit. I mean, because all I mean, if you're yep. ch- 
it, you have to challenge yourself and because like we started this and it could have failed but at least we tried it you know and, and like we tried to push ourselves and push forward and try to be better than you know the generation before us and and keep pushing forward be role models for our kids and a lot of times we don't do that we're just like ah it, it's not going to work anyway yeah. so why even try it yeah it's like a fear of failure you know a lot of people are, are, just, are scared to fail and so they just don't ever try and like you know there's a a guy named, uh, he, he's not alive anymore, but uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, you know, and he always used to say, like, don't die with the music still in you, you know, and it's kind of like, that's kind of what I believe in, man. Like, I don't want to be, I, it's funny, you know, I go uh, out west from where I live, I go west, which is toward LA, and, uh, you know, if I have, like, to go to physical therapy or, you know, go see my mother-in-law or whatever, and uh, when I'm driving out there, most of the time, I'm, like, sitting in traffic, especially if it's during the week, I'm sitting in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. You know? <laughs> and I started thinking to myself, and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, look at all of these people. Like, luckily I don't have to go to like a real like corporate job, but it's like, I I've been there. So it's like all these people, a large majority of them are driving to a job that they most likely hate just to get a paycheck to get by. And yeah. that's it. Yep. Like, and there's so much more that they could give. There's so much more that they have inside of them that they can give to society that they can offer up. But a lot of them are like, they're just scared to take that leap, you know, to be like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to start this company or I'm going to join this company that I believe in. And instead they get stuck working for a bullshit company that they don't even care about, you know, and that doesn't care about them on top of that, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's 85%. Yeah, I, never, I don't want to be that guy. It's 80 or 85% of Americans live check to check. Yeah. I'd believe that. It's sad, man. It is, man. It's crazy. And then, and, and, and it's also like not just living the, the paycheck to paycheck life. It's also like living paycheck to paycheck, doing something that you absolutely despise or that you're not inspired by. And it's like just a mundane job. And, you know, it's kind of like I was glad like that I, I'm, I'm thankful for the years that I spent in corporate America because it really did wake me up to the idea of like, you know, to question like, what am I doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, is this really what I'm meant to do? Is like, I mean, I think that's an old model that in my opinion is it's it's broken you know the old model of, like you go to work you or you go to college you know then you start a family and you go there you'll get a job and you start a family it's like it's very structured and very, you know just they don't care people don't care like you see so many people that are like i have to go to college because that's what they told me i needed to do and now they go to work and it's like they're strapped with like 120 grand in student loan debt yeah and it's like you're, you're never going to pay that off i have so many friends that have great jobs but it's like they're just struggling to get by, just paying off these damn student loans. You know, it's like, I don't get it, man. There's so much more that you can do. I mean, I know the word entrepreneur gets tossed around like crazy these days, but it's true, man. If you, if you truly believe in yourself and what you're doing, you could start your own gig, man, and, and do your own business. And it could take off if you really believe in it. You put the work into it, you know? Oh, but for sure. That's just my soapbox. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I, I think we we have got into that old way of thinking of you know okay i do have to get a job i do have to start you know you, you, no you don't you don't have to do any of that <laughs> you don't have to go work for somebody else i mean i've 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 always right. kind of been you know and, and more here lately it's kind of you know maybe opened my eyes a little bit where i'm tired of making money for somebody else right you know i mean yeah. i i i just I, so, you know, I mean, I've kind of taken some steps to go in a different direction with my life and because I'm tired of, you know, killing myself to make 
a, a bunch of money for somebody else and they only give me a little bit, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't even add up like logically when you think about it. It's like, okay, I'll, you work for me for five days. Like for five days you work for me and then I'll give you two in return. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, how, <laughs> how is that even logical? So like, I don't, it doesn't like, it doesn't even add up. It doesn't make sense. I mean, the same thing, like, like you said, you're, you're building someone else's dream and they're giving you a portion like a small, tiny percentage of, you know, for doing your job and coming to work and helping them build their dream, they're, they're paying you for that. And I mean, you could argue it, I guess, both ways. But, hey, you know, you're getting money to go do the things that you want to do. But it's like, I don't know, man. And the, like in the culture that I was in in corporate was very, um, kind of like, it was frowned upon if I even took vacation. You know, it's like, so you get these vacation time, which is, which is a joke anyway. It's like, oh, you get two weeks a year. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I work for you for a year and I get two weeks off. And even when you're off, it's like, you're, the expectation is almost like you're off, but ah, still have your phone on so I can send you some emails. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, I, I need some time. Because like, they, most people won't ever question the fact of what they're missing. And it's like, the school plays that they're missing, the school functions that they're missing, the vacations that they're missing, the time that they're missing with their kids. This is time you're never going to get back. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the only chance we got, man. This is the only life we have. So, like, why not live it on your terms? You know, and that's kind of where I'm at in my life, where it's like, no, I will live life on my terms and my terms only. And I'm not going to work for somebody else um, and have them dictate to me, like, when I can have time off to spend with my family. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, man. Hundred percent. I mean, it's 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 like you know, like my like take my dad for instance. You know, I mean, he is he's. I mean, he's kind of a bigger a bigger uh, person, I guess, boss or whatever in the company that I work for. But you know, we take fam- right. we take a family vacation, and he's on the phone. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, I thought, you know, this, we're, this is supposed to be us time. Like, you know, my, my kids are here and, you know, and maybe my sisters went with us, you know, and like we're supposed, but he, you know, he still has to take, you know, that 830 AM call every day that he does yep. when he's at work. I mean, it just, do, it just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, I, you know, they kind of look at me and, you know, think, well, you know, you think wrong, like, eh, no, I don't know. I don't know that I do. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You work uh, and that's kind of. That's the that's the conundrum you're going to run into, man. In corporate, is that or any kind of like, you know, job, even if it's not like you know, big corporation, is that you have this like false idea of like, uh, you know, you need to be available to the company. You need to be available, and it's like, I get that. I know that I need to be available, but I need to be more available to my family. You know, and like when it comes to like when you're on vacation, you're answering the phone, you're checking the emails and this and that. You're not spending quality time, man. You're and the other the other thing of that is like I used to tell guys that I worked with like. At the end of the day, man, this company will go on without you. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're not, you're really not that important in the big scheme of things. It's like, okay, cool. You're just a cog in a wheel and you're going to, you're going to give your whole life. You're going to miss all this stuff to give to this company. And at the end of the day, when you leave and you retire, yeah, you might get a watch. You know, you, know, you might get a little plaque. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for your service. Uh-huh. But then the company goes on without you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you're really not that important. You know? Now, what? Um, what and, like, and so once I realized that, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Now, what did it for me? I mean, I used to work a lot of hours, um, and 
you know, I had kids and, you know, I mean, they were young. So I was kind of like, well, you know, they're not really going to remember me not being right. here. And, you know, and it, right. it kind of worked for a while. I mean, I, I didn't wasn't gone all the time. You know, I mean, there was like usually three three days out of the five, you know, where they really didn't see me. And it, yeah. it took my oldest, which she's now just turned seven and my youngest. Or, yeah, just turned seven. And my youngest just turned five. And um, it took her one Saturday. I didn't work. And, you know, she got up and, and was kind of playing around in her bedroom. And I was watching her on her monitor. And I thought, well, I'm going there, you know, hang out. I haven't, you know, haven't really got to see her a lot this week. And so I opened the yeah. door and she goes, why are you home? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, well, what yeah. do you, I was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, well, you're usually at work. And I was like, oh, shit. We got to change something here. <laughs> that's that's a horrible. Yeah, for sure. That's just a horrible feeling as a parent for your kid to, to wonder yeah. why you're actually at home. Yeah, and they perceive a lot more than we think. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that I had to, I had to wake up to is like, our kids are pretty perceptive. You know, that they pick up on a lot more than we think they do. And, you know, like there's, there's times even now, you know, where I'm gone, you know, like I'll, I, I'm leaving, uh, next week to go to Iowa to do a podcast. I'm going, I'll be going to Texas uh, shortly thereafter. I'm going to Washington, you know, uh, I'm going to Mexico and I'm going to Washington next month. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing, but all of this is like, yeah, I'm away from my family. While I'm doing those things, but I'm away from my family building something for my family. <laughs> I mean, like oh, yeah. I'm building my, my own dream. And for me, it makes it, it makes it a little bit more worth it. I mean, do I still miss my family while I'm gone? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, but at least I know while I'm gone, I'm building something for them that belongs to us. So like when I leave, if say I, you know, God forbid I die or whatever, like they'll have something to hold on to, whether it just be the recordings of my podcast or whatever connections <laughs> that I've made. Yeah. Hopefully I built something that, that it's a legacy, you know, that lives on after I'm gone, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So not just, not just, a, not just a plaque on the wall that says, you know, Oh, this guy worked at a, you know, General <laughs> Electric for, you know, 40 years. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I yeah. get it. What were you going to say, BJ? Yeah, yeah. No. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, my and my biggest thing is, man, I, you know, and I do a lot of shit, and uh, it drives my parents crazy. And I've just, I, I'm, I'm that person who is, I don't want to be, you know, on my deathbed and go, damn, man, I wish I would have tried, you know, like you said. It's. Yep. I, I got to try everything, you know, I, and I, I feel like, you know, when you do go and you do work that 40, 50 hour a week job, like you just, it, it, it kills you, <laughs> you know, yep. it's, you don't have yep. that, you don't, you lose that drive, you know, to, to want to try different things, to want to learn something, you know, it's, it's my yeah. wife, you know, thinks I have 47 hobbies. Well, no, actually it's more like 57, uh, but I got to do something. You know, I yeah, hate, sure. I hate, kind of the, hey, you're decreasing your creativity. You're decreasing your testosterone levels by doing stuff that, I mean, in my opinion, just like guys weren't meant to be like sitting at computers like monkeys, you know, just like sitting there <laughs> blindly punching in numbers on their keyboard and whatever. It's like, nah, that's not, we're not meant for that. No, <laughs> definitely not. Sense. No, I mean, we're, we're hunters. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and that's the old, the old generation, you know, the old timers, ah, oh, bunch of millennial pussies you know like, <laughs> nah man maybe we're just wising now i mean i don't think i'm a millennial i don't think i fall into that category but if even if i did it's like nah i just think my way of thinking is a little different you know what i mean like i value different things and like you said man being on your deathbed 
you know, coming from a, a guy who has like, you know, battles with anxiety and stuff like that. A lot of my anxiety is, is around that. It's like, I don't ever want to be on my deathbed. And like, it's like, I don't know what the afterlife is like, cause I've never died. So I don't know, but I would imagine that it probably is going to be something to a point of like where you're about to die. And like everything that you didn't accomplish, everything that you could have done, you didn't, is going to be staring you right in the face and looking at you and being like, dude, what did you do? You know, and they always say, I don't know who said it, but it's like the, you know, the richest place on, on, on earth is the graveyard, you know, cause it's full of like unfulfilled dreams. It's full of people that were scared to fulfill their dreams and their prophecies. And they were just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm just, I'm just going to be comfortable. And as a result, they die in the process, man. Yeah. And we only get one chance. And I just don't, I just don't want to live with that regret. I just don't. So I'm going to do my best to, to live every day on my terms and, and to the best of my ability. And that's it, man. And hopefully in the end, um, it'll all be worth it, you know, and then the memories that I make in the process will all be worth it. My kids will be thankful for it. And that's that, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. No, I mean, I think that's a, I think it's a, it's a great way to think. I mean, it's, I think it's a newer way to think. Like you said, but definitely. I mean, I, I definitely think I definitely think it's the way to go. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. But, but man, what are you guys, what are your guys' uh, plans? Are you guys you guys are doing the podcast, and then are you guys you guys own your own company, or what's the, what's the deal? No, I mean, we just, I mean, we have the podcast. I work I work for a company right now. I'm working on going away from that. Um, and yeah. I mean, BJ is kind of the, the same way, you know, he works for somebody. We, we're kind of building this brand, you know, this smug cast brand. And, uh, we got some, we got some video stuff that's uh, about to come out, uh, that's in the works and, you know, so we're just, I mean, we're trying to build something, you know? Yeah. Podcasting is the way to go. I really think it is. And you know, a couple of people that I've been networking with is kind of like, uh, you know, the more video content that you put out. Uh, kind of that's, that's the way forward, you know what I mean? Because, um, people nowadays are just getting lazy, lazier and lazier, you know, <laughs> they just don't want to like, they don't want to work to like get their information, you know? So like with video content, you know, with subtitles, even sometimes they don't even want to have to like, they, they just, if you just bring the content right to them, like that's just the best way to do it, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, video is, is probably the best way. Podcasting and videos and stuff like that. I mean, you look at Joe Rogan. I mean, the guy is, like, absolutely crushing it. His podcast is ridiculous. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure, man. And uh, and people are, you know, and you can watch it anywhere. You can you can go on iTunes and listen to it, or you can go on YouTube and listen to it and watch it, you know? Yeah. So, and, and that's where I hope to be with my podcast, you know, get to that level where I have, like, a, an actual studio that I can use and or that I, that I own and, you know, I can have people come uh, to my studio to record or whatever. But right now, I'm going to be like the uh, the traveling podcaster, man. I'm just going to go everywhere. I just got back from San Diego podcasting a couple episodes, and um, and you know, like I said, going to Iowa and Texas and Washington and Mexico, and I'm just going to be taking my stuff everywhere I go. And uh, but hopefully, at some point, I can be you know in my own studio and afford to be able to fly people in. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. What uh what do you use yeah. what do you uh what do you use to record on when you when you travel? So I so I have the uh I bought some sure uh SM uh SM seven Bravo uh microphones, same microphones that Joe Rowan uses on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, those are great those are great uh, mics. So I have a couple of those. Yeah, and then I have another uh, another sure mic that's you know just for it's it's really it's a really good mic. I don't remember the the model number but I have that one as a third, just in case there's another person that joins the podcast. Yeah. And um, I use the same headphones that Joe Rogan does. 
I can't tell you what they're what they're called right now because I don't have them in front of me. But um, <laughs> I did, he has he has a website. You know, if you go to his um, I don't know one of his uh, I think it's on his website, and he'll give you all the the equipment that he uses. So I pretty much use all the same stuff as far as the re, um, the microphones and the headphones, and then for my recording, I use the uh, the Zoom H H six. Oh, you got the H six. I wondered if that's that's what you were using. Yeah, we I yeah. thought about I thought so, about getting cool. one of those. It's, it's awesome, man, because it records, you know, you can do six, uh, six different tracks, you know, so you, um, you can plug it up to six microphones without, with an attachment four without one. And, you know, uh, you set the volume. I mean, it's super easy. Yeah. And then, you know, you just take out the HD card, put it, you know, upload it in the audacity or whoever you want to use for your editing. And it's pretty, uh, self-explanatory, man. It's not that hard. Yeah. Now those are, those are real good. We've, I've looked into that for a couple different things for mainly for our video, just to get, just to get a little better audio. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but yeah, we, we've definitely, yeah, and that's the other thing I need, Yeah, I need to get into video stuff, man. I'm, I'm the most uncomfortable, uh, in front of a camera, man. I can't, I'm trying to get to a point where yeah, it's just practice, you know? And, but getting in front of a camera just is not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, that neither. And um, BJ doesn't either. No, <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm just you know, I, I I geek out, man. Whenever I get in front of the camera, I feel like the biggest dork, you know. And it's like, I guess that's part of the deal, man. Just like the lesser fucks you give, you know, the better you do. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to get to that point where it's like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Um, so I have a nice camera. You know, I just bought a new Sony a7 something and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. cameras or whatever so i'm trying to i bought it you know with the intention of like i'm gonna take some cool pictures i'm gonna do some video um the video just hasn't uh come to fruition yet but it's it's gonna get there yeah guaranteed yeah man sure. that's yeah. what yeah i'm uh i have a uh we shoot on a nikon d810 um, cause I do photography okay. i do photography and stuff too and so we shoot on it but right. we're, we're about to we're about to upgrade Nikon just came out with a mirrorless camera, and I'm as soon as it actually releases, I'm getting that dude. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm not really like a camera a camera guy. I never was anyway. Uh-huh. So I didn't really know much about it. I had a guy that I was working with for a little bit that was helping me do some uh, pictures and video, and he's all about Canon, which I find that most photographers are you know they oh, Canon, Canon, Canon. Yeah. Um, but when I went when I went to uh, I went to Best Buy, and I just ran into one of the guys that worked there. And uh, he wasn't, I think he actually worked for Sony. Maybe, he was, I don't remember who exactly he worked for or he's a rep for them. And he kind of just educated me on it. He showed me a, a side-by-side. You know? He's like, you, I mean, you can do the math. You can look at it. You know, A lot of times, like, you're just going to pay for the Canon name. I mean, you know, it's not to say they're bad cameras. They're definitely not. Yeah. Um, but you can get you can get a Sony that's, that's really good, man. You're not going to pay as much, you know? Oh, dude, the so- um, that Sony A7R is a magnificent camera. Yeah, just learning how to use it as a bitch. But I, uh, <laughs> I signed up. Uh, I signed up on. Uh, I think it was on. Um, I want to say Linda dot com or something like that, where it's like you know, I can take photography classes online. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to be taking. Uh, I actually reached out to a guy named uh, his name on uh, Instagram is Nick Teens. So he's an ex Navy SEAL that does photography, and his photography is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> like dude, this guy puts out the most amazing content and his pictures are great. So like, I just reach out to him on Instagram and you know, who am I? But anyway, you know, I just said, Hey man, I just random question. Dude, like, what do you use? What do you shoot? And like, how do you edit your videos? You know, what do you use? To, I mean, how do you use the, what do you use to edit your photos? And he, uh, he's like, yeah, man, go on Linda.com. And he gave me a lot of cool information. And, uh, so that's what I've been trying to do, man, on my spare time, just taking some classes, learning some stuff. And then, you know, 
Oh yeah, the, for uh, sure, man. Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have a uh, what a you can check out. Uh, you ever, have you messed up with um, uh, com? No, no, he he's right. they give you he'll give you some great tips on photography and editing. But it's, for sure, I I think I have I don't remember Lightroom. I think is who I'm using for my editing right now. Yep, yep, Lightroom. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of like you know just little by little just picking stuff up, learning more things, talking to guys like you, talking to other people like, hey, what are you using? What are you using? And then just trying to like piece it all together, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and to be honest, that's the best part of the whole deal, man. Like, um, yeah, I had an initial like why I started doing the whole my backstory thing, but like the stuff that I'm learning along the way is like it's invaluable, man. I love it. It's like it's it's all part of like the fun. But for me, that's like part of the fun in the process. Oh yeah, what you're learning along the journey, you know, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the stuff that we've picked up just doing this show, you know, it, it's 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 weird that how how much of the stuff that we do on here actually can link to other things. Absolutely. You know, if it's like the sound sure. and, and you know the sound of the video, you know, it's like we put out one and it was like, oh yeah, that's good, but then you go back and listen to it now and you're like, oh wow. That we got to fix that audio. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, always prog- yeah. always progressing, sure. and then then the networking's been amazing. You know, like I just yeah, I just saw Scott on Instagram, and I was like, this dude looks interesting, and then it's led to you, and then it's led to it's just. But one thing I found is is we found people that we network with where we've been able to. Um, it's been really positive um, networking with people, and that's one thing that I've really enjoyed. Is like everybody's like, because you're afraid sometimes when you talk to people, and then you go back and forth because you never know what their true intentions are. But we've, I feel like we've been blessed by a lot of people. Yeah, no, that's that's the greatest part, man. Is the networking that that I found lately is the same thing where it's like there is some some trepidation there where you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to reach out to that person. I don't know what the what the how they're going to receive that or whatever, but. You know, like everything, I'm just pretty much like, fuck it. <laughs> I send it. And then, um, you know, next thing you know, um, you know, you're, you're linking up with people that are totally awesome, man. Where it's like, Hey dude, I'm not trying to gain anything from you. Like, it's like when I post stuff on my, on my page, I put that today on my part of my story was like, I'm not getting paid to promote anything. You know, anything that I promote on my page is purely because I believe in whether it's the product, the business or the people, like I just believe in them. And so that's why I'm promoting it. I, I like it. That's it. <laughs> there's no uh, hidden agenda there, you know? And, oh, yeah. um, the, our time, the times we're in right now are like some of the best times in my opinion, because you have so much access to not just information, but people, you know, like I can, like, if I want to like get in touch with Gary V, I can literally send him a direct message, whether he reads it or sees it, who knows, <laughs> but I can still send it. Absolutely, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can, I can send a message to Donald Trump on Instagram. I mean, it's just crazy. You yeah. know? Um, so I, I kind of like that access. It's pretty cool because it, it really has helped uh, my network grow a little bit, you know, where I've just reached out to random people. And then, like you said, you know, you meet this person, they link you up with that person and this person. And it's it's great, man. It's really cool. For sure, man. I Are mean, you guys, uh, do you have any plans to come out to California? Or? No. I mean, we're pretty much, <laughs> we, we're pretty much stuck here. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd love to come out, man, and, and do a podcast with you guys. Um just give me another excuse to to come out to Indiana. Yeah, for um, sure, man. Yeah, you know, I haven't, I haven't been there for it's been quite a couple of years, but um, yeah, I'd love to come out, man, and do a podcast with you guys. That'd be yeah, really cool. absolutely, yeah, man. Excellent. We're always game for that. But now, man, cool. I've always I've always been kind of on the on the side of uh, like 
you know, as far as asking people for, you know, to come on the show or whatever, it's like, you know, the worst thing they can say is no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, yeah. I've always kind of been that way. Um, you know, where, I mean, it, it, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, they can't eat you and they can't yeah, take your sure. birthday. So <laughs> you, miss a, right. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, man. That's right, man. Um, no, nope. I was not yeah. afraid to shoot. <laughs> BJ was a ball sure. hog. <laughs> well, you know that's one sport I never, uh, never get into, man. I never got into basketball. I oh, mean, really? I like watching it, but I, you know what, man? Like, I, white boy can't jump. It's a real thing you know? <laughs> uh, for me, anyway. Yeah. So I just stuck to the to the ground. I, mean, I just stuck to football. I mean, it's it's pretty simple. You just find the guy with the ball, trying to kill him, and. That was it. <laughs> that's, um, it. that's right. Yeah. There's too many moving parts. Yeah, I saw you at the you caught the Notre game, Notre Dame game when you're in San Diego. Yeah, for sure, man. So I uh, I started. I joined a group. Um, one of my buddies that I went to uh, college with, he's an ex Marine, and so he's part of a group that takes out the American flag uh, during. You know, when you see that huge American flag that comes out at halftime, oh yeah, that cover, covers up the, the whole field. So anyway, he's part of. Uh, the group that presents that flag. So what we do is we just try and um, recruit a bunch of like ROTC guys or active duty military and just kind of show them how to unfurl the flag. And uh, so we're just kind of coordinating the whole process. So he asked me, he's like, hey, man, do you want to be a part of that that group? And I was like, absolutely, man. There's nothing, there's no reverence I have, like, but like, the, like the reverence I have for the American flag. And so, um, so yeah, we did the UCLA game on Friday. And so I'm, I, you know, I get to stand on the sidelines the whole game and, you know, watch the game from the sidelines. And then so any games that we work, we obviously get to go to for free. And then if there's other games that are affiliated with our group, uh, we can go to those games too. And the, the uh, Notre Dame game yesterday was one of them. So oh, that's I awesome, take man. my son and one of my buddies I was stationed with. So it was really cool, man, because it was Navy, you know, versus Notre Dame. And, you know, it's um, – uh, you know, San Diego, huge Navy town, you know, so we're in hostile territory, but, uh, <laughs> but it was fun, man. Was yeah. Great time. That's awesome, man. That's a, yeah, good, for sure. that's a good gig. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty cool. That was one of the things he told me. He's like, Hey man, uh, I gotta let you know though, bro. We don't, uh, you know, we can't pay you for doing this. I'm like, even if you tried to pay me, <laughs> I wouldn't take the money. I would probably donate it to Wounded Warrior or something else. Yeah. So I don't. I don't need the money. I mean, the perks of it all. Uh, I mean, that that's just a bonus, you know, whatever. But I would do it for free, even without the perks, man. I think it's a it's an honorable thing to do, and uh, and I love it, man. And like just the fact that you know, um, the the fact that we got to go down on the field, and you know, being a football player, I played football pretty much my whole life. Um, I obviously can't play anymore, but you know. I'm too damn old and my back's all jacked, but um, I'm still a you know a student of the game and uh, being on the sidelines and watching these guys play, you know, it's like wow, man, this is awesome. Oh yeah, man, like, I'm like a kid. I'm like a kid again, you know, sitting on the sidelines. It's just amazing how fast those guys are, you know, and how fast and big and strong and oh mature. man, just how how quick that action happens. And then you even then you go to the pros and it's even faster. It's even louder when they hit too in the pros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a trip, man. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm a brand new uh, Notre Dame fan, actually. So like, I uh, and it sounds kind of like, oh yeah, of course you are because they're undefeated, but um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with their record. So like, my whole life, uh, I was kind of a pretty much my whole life, I was a USC guy, you know, because you know I grew up in LA and it was kind of like, oh, it's just a local team, and mm-hmm. that's who I went with, and you know, one of my best friends went there, so it's kind of just made sense. But while actually while I was in Indiana, 
in Bloomington, I met a guy that was in the manager, the field manager's development program with me that uh, he went to Notre Dame and he was an army officer and this and that. And so we would always talk shit, you know, because, you know, USC and Notre Dame being rivals. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, Trojans all day, you know, this and that. <laughs> but secretly inside, I really wanted to be a Notre Dame fan, you know, because I, I love the tradition. Yeah. I love everything about it. I don't want to tell him that, but anyway, um, <laughs> so for the last three years, I've really been entertaining the idea of switching my allegiance. And uh, he was so stoked when I texted him and said, hey, man, I just want to let you know, I'm officially a Notre Dame fan. He's like, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So, so I knew with my son, you know, he, my son was always, you know, he's an SC kid just because I always was. So I told him yesterday before we went to the game, I said, listen, moving forward, you're a Notre Dame fan. That's it. You know, he's like, <laughs> okay, dad, but we gotta, <laughs> he's like, we gotta check our, uh, our DNA. I gotta check my DNA first. Cause I did that 23 and me and I, it came back like I was like 33 or 34% Irish. And, so I told my son, I was like, you know, it just makes sense, buddy. It's, it's my heritage. <laughs> like, why wouldn't I be an Irish fan? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one third of me is Irish. You know, it's my ancestors <laughs> come from. Yeah. So he's like, well, we got to do mine now and see if I, he's all, I'll tell you what, I'll be a Notre Dame fan, but if we do my 23 and me and it comes back that I'm less than 30%, then I'll go back to being a UFC fan. I was like, yeah, I don't think so, but we can do that. Oh, that's awesome, man. Hilarious. That's, that's gonna I'm be Notre Dame all the way, man. That'll be a loser draw, dude. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a Notre Dame fan for life now. Yeah, that's gonna be a rivaled household. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we're gonna. I mean, I have plans of going. I think they're. I want to say maybe in um, in Notre Dame are playing in Ireland next year. I think they announced that at the game last night. I didn't know if, it was, if it's next year or the year after. But I'd love to go to Ireland and see them play. Um, and I'll also, I also, I definitely want to go to South Bend and catch a game, man. I, I've always like you know because growing up you know you watch the movie rudy and it's like yeah i gotta go to south Bend and catch a game and i want to go to the winter time when it's nice and cold and you know put on a jacket my scarf and and go uh go check the game you know Uh, you think it sounds like a good idea now (laughs) it'll be good man the tradition of it all you know like I, i literally i love football so it's like going to that stadium and watching a game i mean yeah it's probably gonna be freezing ass cold and miserable but i think i'll be so excited to be there that i won't care yeah no it's it's, a, it's a good I, I time my words, though. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's definitely a good time man they uh i know uh, we got a lot of buddies that are uh notre dame fans and they've been to uh been to the field and and uh they they love it man it's a good time they say it's in 2020 it are says. you guys notre dame fans coming from indiana or what no no not really <laughs> purdue or what um, uh, more well. I grew up IU. Yeah, I mean, because we, I mean, we yeah. literally, I, you know, you were probably how far away did you grow up from Bloomington? Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. I was probably the same. So I mean, it's uh, kind of, it's kind of how it went down. Nation, you know? huh? Notre yeah. Dame were the snobby Catholic kids in our town. Snobby <laughs> <laughs> Catholic rich kids. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. yes, we always so we always liked when Notre Dame got beat. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was kind of the thing with uh with here in, in LA because you know UCLA, which is like it, it's a public uh, university, and then USC is a private university. So they used to call USC the University of Spoiled Children. You know, <laughs> and, you know all the all the all the rich kids with daddy's credit card are the ones going to that school. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, man, yeah, uh, sure. we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We're right at about an hour. 
um, man, we appreciate you, we appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, this absolutely. Was, this was a good talk, man. I'm, I'm glad I finally. It's like I, we followed you, you know, and it's kind of like, man, I, well, you're getting like you know bits and pieces, you know, but you've never really yeah. you know get the whole story at one time, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, it's and like, I, I apologize again, man, that I uh, that I you know this morning i didn't realize what time it was i mean i thought that it was 11 <laughs> let's come on at 11, so, um 11 my time so like i said i was sitting there dicking around downstairs hanging out with the kids just taking my sweet time so yeah I'm no really, it's, uh, it's it's all super good punctual guy so i apologize no it's all good man we uh, we well, i was actually sitting here we were kind of having some problems this morning and then uh i just happened to look up and i was like oh crap <laughs> it's like it's like a quarter after one yeah. So it, it was good. It's good timing. It was good timing because we. I don't think we would have been ready to go at one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, cool. Well, Dave, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys having me on, and I'll definitely. Uh, I'm going to be posting it on on my social media. You know, um, you know that I was on the show, and for people to check you guys out, where can they find you? Can they go on iTunes and, and yeah. Google Play? Same yeah, stuff man. Yeah, we're on we're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, a website, Smugcast.com. Um, yeah, man, all those places we're on about Perfect. everything. Awesome. So what's, uh, I'll definitely you, be throwing it out there. Do you have, do you have Twitter? I do have Twitter. So everything's my backstory. So I have Twitter. Um, my Instagram is my backstory. Uh, I have a Facebook page. Um, and I have a YouTube account. So they're all the same thing. My backstory. Um, I don't, I'm not as active on Twitter or youtube as i probably should be yeah most of my stuff is is on instagram um and then with the podcasting stuff uh, i use listen um as my host so that goes out i want to say i can't find it on spotify i don't know why it's not going there's there must be a glitch or something i need to figure out uh-huh. um but it's definitely on itunes and uh and google play so. awesome man well, man, we were like I said, we appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll, uh, we'll the episode will be out uh, tonight at midnight. Like they come out Sunday nights at Perfect. midnight is when it finally launches. So I'll usually uh, post it and share it and do all that stuff at about seven thirty in the morning. So we'll, uh, your phone will start beeping. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good stuff, man. So well, right. I appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, not a problem, man. All right, that was a good interview. Mr. Josh Boyer. Oh yeah, good stuff. I loved it. Yeah, I did too, man. It, it's always it's always cool to hear hear that story. You know what I mean? I mean? Just all the struggles and shit, and then his like new outlook on life. Like it's crazy that he didn't use anything to come off his last back surgery. Yeah, and then how he surrounds himself with people that have the the like mindset, which more and more I read, and that's the most important thing is surround yourself with like minded people. Um, you have to get rid of the negative people that are negative because eventually it's easy. It's, it's weird. It is it's always easier to be negative than it is positive. And, oh, absolutely. And so that's why you want to surround yourself with the right people. And he has a great story. Overcame a lot. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. All right. Well, uh, don't forget, uh, you can follow us, uh, on Twitter. It's at Smugcast show. Uh, you can also follow BJ on Twitter. It's at the BJ Robbins. Uh, you can follow myself. It's at the Aaron Powell. Uh, we are also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash smugcast, uh, and on Instagram, it's at smugcast underscore. Uh, if you got any emails you would like to send us, uh, you can send those to uh, smugcastshow at gmail.com. And thank you to the sponsors. Uh, don't forget, you can go to uh, rangernutrition.com, uh, use promo code smugcast, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Uh, and uh, my easy company, 
Uh, you can go to their website, myeasycode.com. Uh, use promo code SMUGCASH. You're going to get 10% off your order. Uh, and as always, big shout out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio every time we screw it up. Big fans of them, we are. Uh, but that's Repo Records taking the music back. Uh, this week, we are going out to uh, my pick. Went a little different this week. I love it. But uh, I, I love this song. It's I do, of, too. It's one of my favorites. So uh, We're going out to Audio Slave. Be yourself. Uh, until next week, kids. Stay, Stay smug. smug.